Hello friend, welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, we are going to talk about Mr. Robot Season 3, Episode 2, it's called Eps 3.1 underscore undo dot gz, or gz, if you uh, don't like the pronunciation of z. But, yeah, so this is episode two. Full spoilers for the episode, as, as we do. Uh, much like last week, we have taken notes down. We're going to go through it scene by scene, uh, give thoughts and feelings, uh, and possibly interpret the meaning of smiley faces. Uh, <laughs> and or, or, a, or a lack of smile. Or a lack of smile. Uh, yeah, better emoji movie than emoji movie. I didn't see the emoji movie, admittedly, because why would I do that to myself? But I, I'm... Uh, I mean, uh, I'm... Pretty confident that you were right in saying that. Yeah, I feel confident. I feel confident. Uh, do you know what? I'll tell you this. It's harder to take notes when it's like a really quick montage. Of, because of the opening of this episode is mm. like, it keeps repeating days and it's, it's going through all these quick events. And I'm like, okay, what, how do I write this down? Uh, Twin Peaks, when we did notes for that, you know, Lynch is a very sort of slow scene <laughs> style. Everything's very, this is the one scene, this is almost its own little short film. And you take it all in at a very slow pace. Whereas, and you spend three minutes watching someone sweep a floor. And you, you, you do that. Interesting enough, we just got a comment on that episode this week. Uh, but just theorising what that actually meant, rather than just, you know, let's make fun of the audience because they're sitting watching a floor being swept for... Uh, now, I'm not going to go into it because spoilers for a start. But yeah, should, yeah. But, uh, I'll, I'll, go, t- I'll go back and have a look. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll tell you off air. But uh, I just thought it was interesting that months later we got a... A comment about the floor sweeping scene. This is we need to talk about the floor sweeping. This is the important scene of the show. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, uh, so let's get into it. So, Mister Robot. Uh, so yeah, we, we start with this extended sort of uh, series of sequences of Elliot going to work uh, yeah. at E Corp, at Evil Corp, where he he has now got a job. Uh, or one glimpse of Angela the entire episode is her just kind of walking back with us, you know, walking up cross with a smirk on her face and she's like oh yeah Elliot look at you working proud of you yeah it feels like such a tease doesn't it yeah it's but I actually kind of like how this because last episode we didn't have Dom and the FBI this episode we do last episode we had lots of Angela this episode we get this one brief glimpse yeah yeah it's, it does seem to shift focus you know we didn't even get any Irving or Tyrell this week uh, but we did get Joanna who we didn't get last week um, we'll be getting much of her following no. weeks admittedly either but uh so, you know, I, I like that it seems a bit more uh, focused. Cause I, I think, see, you described this season so far. I, mean, I know it's only two episodes. We've got eight more to go, so it's maybe a bit early to uh, give a a proper comparison. But just after two episodes, my, I think we, we love season two uh, because we thought the direction got better. We thought the filmmaking was better. The handling of moments was better. But arguably it is a bit weaker than season one in terms of just the focus of what was going on. You know, it's been I think a bit, that's fair. It, it, yeah. it's, it's arguably maybe a touch bloated. And yeah. It's actually, that's the reason why these episodes are shorter. Um, part of that, uh, you know, like, like last year, they were all like an hour long plus. Whereas now, they're, they're mostly like, you know, 45 to 50. And uh, part of that in an interview he said was, yeah, he's, he's heard the criticisms of, you know, it felt like it was bloated. So he's made a conscious effort to cut down. Plus it made it easier for scheduling because they they could stay on track because they didn't have as much to shoot for every episode. Uh, I appreciate the, the sentiment of uh of him like saying okay right okay we're a bit bloated let's cut it down pare it down and mm. get get it done. So season three compared to those first two, I feel like it's the tighter storytelling of season one with the better direction of season two. Uh, kind kind of 
at least so far, two episodes yeah. in, I feel like there's a new level of confidence. And season two already felt very confident. Like it, it wasn't lacking in that. But this yeah. already feels like, oh no, everything is, you know, it's evolving. Sam Esmail's learning as a creator. And we're, we're at this point now where things are feeling tight. They're also feeling well directed. Uh, and the story beats are really hitting hard. So, yeah, uh, you're the best of both worlds. So, uh, we start with this, like I say, this, this montage of him coming into work. And we see it repeatedly, you know, him popping his pills in the morning, he's got medication and he's, he's taking a nice clean shirt out of the new box and he comes into work, he gets the subway uh, and, you know, the second time, like the first time it sort of pans around inside the, the train car and it's just everyone doing their own thing. But then the second time we see it, they've all got these big smiley emoji heads and, you know, the different expressions, like the ones that are, you know, hugging and kissing. They've got the little love heart ones and there's one that looks a little bit ill and he's got the big green head that looks kind of sick. And it gets to Elliot, of course, you know, pans right round to him and he is, uh, he's just got the straight, the straight, there's no straight mouth one. No, no smiles. Just... I don't think he did. I think it was just completely blank. I don't think there was a smile at all. Well, there was eyes. There was eyes, but there was no mouth. Well, regardless, like, that's how the, blank it was. The, the point being, though, it was it was blank. It was expressionless. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I think the the idea of him starting to see the world in emojis, or maybe not that he just sees the world in emojis, but he is critiquing the world because the the emotions that they portray are kind of stock and not feeling real. Can, can I get into his his whole how how yeah. he analyzes the world differently, how he sees it differently, uh, like. The idea of everyone just sort of being slaves to the system and needing their 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 routines and needing their their their, their incomes and their their, their uh, you know the luxuries, all this stuff. Yeah, and and that kind of plays into he's kind of leaning into that as we go through this montage. You know, with we see him buying a TV and you know buying a nice little lamp. <laughs> he buys a nice little lamp. That's that's correct. And he's he's watching he's watching his new TV and. Uh, like yeah, it's kind of like he's trying to be a part of that world, and he's sort of like comparing it to them because he sees them as emoji heads because they're not that deep to him, and then it gets to him, and we see that he's just kind of expressionless. It's, it's kind of wonderful, um, but yeah. So so he's at work, and we, we, he he talks about how okay, he can't exactly fix exactly what he did, T Corp, but he can help them rebuild it quicker. And protect it better than anyone else can because he, well, he's Elliot, so he knows what he's doing with the computers. But mostly because he understands what actually happened and what might happen in the future. Yeah, he he knows what the plan is, so he can actually take active steps to prevent it. Yeah, so so he, so so in terms of the official, so there's there's two ways here he's doing this. One is the like official actual channels where he where he's actually devised like this is what they should do rather than moving everything to one building which can be blown up uh, he's, he's he makes a presentation he puts there's a powerpoint pitching to his boss oh we should uh, have it all the separate you know separate buildings but they all digitize individually and that way it's not all just one thing that could go wrong if one goes wrong then there's still others yeah, backups or, essentially you know, all that kind of thing uh but we see this bureaucracy and we see this kind of uncaring from the, the higher ups because his direct boss is like Eh, I've got a Google Girls concert to go to, so you know we'll maybe pick this up later. Uh, so then Elliot, you know, in the unofficial way, does what he does best. He turns to his superpower, which is he hacks the guy, finds out that he's doing something illegal, and informs the FBI, and he gets carted off through the lobby. And that this actually ties into the the repetition because then he does it again. He goes to the you know, so he's out the picture, higher up, and we get this other guy who 
seems to care even less. He's like, oh, we'll pick this up next quarter. I'm late for a, a spin class or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah. Just rinse and repeat. Yeah, and it's the same thing. He's like, oh, well, he was even easier. He He's, uh, you know, dodging, like, emission, like, numbers. He's, he's you know, cooking the books. Yeah, so it, it he's was gone. basically the, the VW emission scandal from, yeah. like, last year. So he, he, he's out the... Uh, He's out the door. Um, so it was eventually the third person he got to. It was like the, the, the woman executive who was you know, quite high up in the, the food chain. Uh, who was like, oh, this is a good idea, Elliot. And I love that he's equally expressionless. When he's she... just like, he's, he's, he's shocked that it's like, wait, this worked? Yeah, he just stands there. He's, 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 he's got the same blank look in his face as he would have if, if we should shot him down. Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of beautiful. It's Elliot being Elliot. But you, so you've got all this and you've got... Um, I want to point out here as a, as a so so he's finally got this going, but while while he's stalling for time in between, he's also hacking in and manipulating the uh, the delivery routes and like t- sending the 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 information and all the boxes of all the the backup documents well, to back where it came from. To back where it came from, he sends it to like the wrong place and it goes back where it came from, and he's he's it's basically just Elliot, and this all happens very quickly. There's a lot to take in. Like I said, this was a hard thing to take notes down for because it was just mm. firing through things, um, but it. It was basically so Elliot's kind of got something to focus on again, and I think that's something that comes up when we get to sort of the next couple of scenes, is that him having something to focus on is kind of him at his healthiest almost. Even if you know he's he's doing things that he shouldn't be to achieve what he's doing, but he's, yeah. he's still he's still kind of playing hero as he's as he's. I doing mean, it. I think this is where it gets really interesting because he starts talking about well, okay, E Corp's kind of maybe here to stay. So let's clear out all the bad people, essentially. It's like, right, you know, all mm. those who are tax frauds, all the, the sexual harassers. Because, yeah, because he also says out. it's a necessary evil, perhaps, than just an evil to be extinguished. You know, it has to be adapted. Can, can I look, yeah. go, go back to last week when we were talking about how, you know, if society is the problem, we can't just erase society and start again. We have to fix it. It felt very much like, you know, he wants to change from within the system instead of just destroying the system. Yeah. And, Maybe this is just me looking for things a bit too much, but it really felt like, yeah, like an, almost like a, a Brexit argument to me, where it was like, you know, it's like, yeah, we can leave and just let it all burn, or we could try and, you know, fix it from inside and, and make it better. I can see it. I, I, I don't know if that was necessarily the, the, the specific intention, but it applies to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, one thing to point out here when he's talking about cleaning out the trash and he's he's doing this he's, he's looking at a reddit page mm. this reddit page exists you of can course go, it does you can go look at it it's been there for a couple of years <laughs> and cool. there's posts on it that were like hinting at things that happened in this episode that are dated as like two years ago uh, primarily the one that I noticed was the uh, like people being carted down the lobby by the FBI like oh someone from you know the you know, thirty third floor has been taken out by the FBI, kind of thing. Oh, of course, insanity, <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Do you know, I've actually wrote down third superiors the charm. That was the sentence I wrote down for when he <laughs> when he succeeds. Uh, That's good. There. Um, so yeah, uh, did a, also big key thing here is that when he's, he's giving his whole speech about Evil Corp, he says maybe like yeah, he talks about him naming Evil Corp. That was like his psyche doing that, and then it like glitches back to E Corp. Yeah, and then he I think he talk he he, he actually calls it E Corp next time he says it as well. He does, he does. Yeah. So interesting. There was uh, so I don't know if I just imagined it, but by the time I got to the end, I was like, I swear his password has gotten longer. Like every time we see him enter it. It feels like, at first, it doesn't feel that long, and then by mm. the end, it feels like it's really long. And it feels like it's like, you know, 
his his psyche is going to get him more secure as he kind of gets into the routine. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but yes, if that's true, that's a good catch. Yeah. Uh, so it ends, of course. We get to the title screen because it ends with him as he finishes his speech. He walks past, you know, literally garbage been thrown in a dumpster. The idea that he's yeah. taking out the trash like that is, is literally happening. Uh, yeah. Also, contrast because it starts off the whole montage starts with him walking past the same area and there's like trash everywhere. So it's you know it's just again it's the whole visual metaphor. It's the whole thing. Um, so yeah, uh, and somehow we got through all that and did not mention the asshole co-worker who's sitting next to him who seems to want to do nothing but talk about ladies and how much of a Casanova he is. It him. annoys me that we don't see him fired. <laughs> yeah, because he specifically mentioned sexual harassment. Surely this guy's crossed that line. He feels like he has. You, you feel like that. He, he must have, yeah. Hmm... I don't know. But yeah, again, talking about how this is season one and two kind of mixing together, all, all this hacking the, the other people to like take them down, this was very season one, Elliot. Yeah. Very season one. It was. Because I mean, that's how the show opened. But of course, he comes back into work after the post title, and it's all noisy like it was before. Uh, but then all the sound drowns out, and it, it suddenly gets very quiet, and he's there on his own, and the music kind of comes in, and it's very sad. Uh, and he's like, well, why am I not okay? And you know, we see him at home watching his new TV with his new lamp on, and he's like crying in the corner. He's lonely. Yeah, it's it's just brutal. It's uh, and it's it's kind of like kind of going back to how he's kind of always felt that he's always felt like an outsider, or even just the the idea that people, even if you're in a large group, you can still feel very alone. The idea that he's part of the system, but he's kind of just another number now. And this comes up yeah. a little bit later when he, he talks about how he's, he misses being a part of something important. It's like, even though we know he's doing important things, like he's kind of saving the company from within uh, as easy yeah. as he can do it. But he's, he feels very alone now. Uh, and also, even at this point, I was thinking, does he miss Mr. Robot in a weird way? Like, Yeah, he hasn't got anyone to talk to anymore. Especially as, you know, we, we, we know from some conversations like this is about five weeks since the yeah. first episode. And he's not speaking to Darlene. We've we barely see him interact with Angela, so we assume that's not really happening. Yeah, at least uh, not to any great extent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, he's he's kind of just got no one anymore. Yeah. Music was very good in this scene. I loved the uh, the sad music that was playing during all this. Uh, yeah. And of course, we he takes more medication, and I love that he stands in front of his his bathroom mirror. Oh, and it's, I know. And it's shattered. It's it's you know it's broken apart. It's like okay, it's a bit on the nose, but I love it. Like his psyche's shattered. And yeah. you just see parts of the reflection all split up, and it's him. And then, of course, it cuts back to him, and he's got a, another emoji head. But this time, it's a little tear. Yeah, one. it's the, the the cry emoji. The cry emoji. Uh, and I like that. He, he sees himself in that context. He's like, yes. I. It's almost like... I mean, going back in some of the earlier bullshit I said about what the emojis mean, it's almost like he's just trying to process how other people actually feel, because he's not used to actually kind of dealing with yeah, these emotions. Yeah, he talks about it being, you know, like a, a, t- a 2D emotions. You know, they're just yeah. surface level... But it's just the way you can see that he can he can see them, whereas Elliot's very hard to read. Yeah, I think he even I think he even finds it difficult to read himself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this is him just kind of going. I think I'm sad, but sad emoji yeah. face. So yeah, uh, works really well. Um, so we we go to uh, the first therapy scene of the episode with Krista. Uh, now she's in her home office, interestingly, and you know she says that uh, because of what's going on, like the you ever owned the building before that the, the, her office was at like she can't work there anymore so she's working from home and I thought this was an interesting little touch because 
the entire scenes, both scenes with her in this episode, one of the key differences that I felt I noticed was that they've got a different tone and vibe than they have done in the past. And not just, yeah. be, I mean, obviously, I think being in her home is a part of that, but I think that's just like another sign of it, Ral, and what's causing it. It's this idea that he's more open with her now, so they have, it's actually got more of a sort of personal, inviting tone. So the fact that they're actually in her house and it's like more personal in that sense also kind of works together. It, they, they, they kind of jive uh, as a sort of thematic thing. Uh, because, yeah, it works for me. Yeah, because because they openly talk about Mr. Robot now, and obviously we'll get to the big scene later, but the fact that in this, this scene here he tells her this old childhood story, like compare it to season one episodes with uh, the pair of them in the therapy room, uh, therapy room, you know, her office, uh, but like, you know, compare it to that where it was all, still very quick cut and he was still narrating over the whole thing. There is no narration in this scene at all. No, not at all. It's it's very much just we are actually having a conversation with her. Yeah. He's, he's actually engaging with her. He's not engaging with us and just ignoring her. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and top of the idea as well that we talked about how the opening scenes, this big montage, it's like cutting through several days. Like as weeks and weeks of time are passing. Probably those five weeks that we talked about. It's probably those five weeks are in that, that opening montage, more or less. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then that's so quick but then it gets to here and it slows right down it's like no we're going to stop we're going to have the conversation we're going to have the, the pauses the silences the awkwardness between the lines and all those different things and uh, like it, it really works to make it feel like it's more like he is kind of at a point where he wants to open up he wants to get even he doesn't really know how to but he's trying the best he can yeah and it, that's, that's it isn't it he just he just doesn't know what to do and i think that's how desperate he is he's actually choosing to come for help it's not you know he has to do this he's not just oh i'm here but i'm here physically but not mentally because he was always done to us he's made this choice to go and talk to her and he forgot his birthday yeah because she brings as, as it, you do she brings it up and as soon as she said it, i'm like he doesn't he, he didn't remember that he yeah, has no idea yeah yeah because he's like oh yeah like i guess that's today <laughs> I guess that's my birthday. Uh, actually, I think I think he says that in his head, admittedly. That so it's not yeah, entirely it no narration, yeah. but there, there's no talking to us about what her life is or ha- you know talking about what's going on. It's just no, not not until after he leaves. Yeah, it, it, is like, when he properly talks to us again. Yeah, it, it's really just um, the, the, if he does talk in his head in the scene, it is just about what she's just said. It's it's, it's just a reaction to that and not yeah about external things. Uh, so this is where we find out he's not been speaking to Darlene in weeks and. The reasoning for it, the reason why he's avoiding her, is because he thinks she might trigger him, trigger Mister Robot, which yeah. is an interesting idea, and it, it makes some sense because it's, it's their father, they're both connected to you know the same past, all that kind of thing, um, and Costa basically like hits on what I was already thinking. She's kind of asks like, uh, "Are you happy?" And he, he says yes, but you don't believe him, and she doesn't believe him, and I kind of like that about the scene is that we're both kind of in sync with her because. She like immediately goes, "All right, okay." Asking him for honesty didn't work. I have to just ask the question: Do you miss yeah. him? Or she doesn't even say, "Do you?" She says, "You miss him, don't you?" Like she knows. She doesn't even have to ask. Yeah, it's again. It goes back to that. He even said to us, you know, that that he feels lonely again. You know, when when he was crying, he it's the return of the loneliness, and this is it. He's lost a part of him. Someone, but it's not. It was someone he would talk to. It was always someone there. It makes me wonder, actually, you know how, like, it, you know, Mr. Robot came back just before season one started? You know, that was sort of the, the regenesis yeah. of him. I wonder if, like, before that, it was kind of like it was now, where he still came out, but it wasn't at the same time. 
Hmm, interesting. You know, like, did he still come out at night, you know, after he slept and things like that? Like, was he still in there in that capacity? I, mean, I have no idea. I can't give you an answer, yeah. but uh, that's it, an interesting question. Um, so, uh, it mentions missing, he misses being important, being a part of something bigger. Uh, and again, it just ties into like not feeling like he's you know like he misses Mister Robot. He's not a part of F Society. He's not a part of this great cause. I thought it was it was really notable that as he starts talking about that, uh, you, the the clock ticking kind of turns up. No, I, I didn't notice that. It's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of there subtly throughout the scene. Except you know, I, mean, I think there's one point where music comes in and you don't hear it for a bit. Yeah, but uh, it turns up when he starts talking about he misses being part of something important, something bigger than himself. Almost as if it's counting down to something. Like it does, yeah. Um, so he zones out for a second. This is when the sweet music comes in. That that sweet theme that plays when he's having like a an actual yeah. moment. And he tells this story, because uh, um, he he was thinking about something. And she's like, okay, so what were you thinking about? Is like, oh, just something from my past. He's like, oh, can you share it with me? And she's like, and it's a story about how him and Darlene, when they were kids, built a snowman, and they called the snowman Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Because they were obsessed with, and I, one of my favorite moments of when he's telling this story is the smile in Krista's face because it's almost like he's never actually shared a little story like this that means something to him. Like this is oh. probably like the most personal he's ever got with her. But she gives this little smile, and he's like, "Oh, we were obsessed with that movie, and we we're going to take a photo of it." Uh, so we went to get my dad's camera, and she's like, "Oh, how did that work out?" It's like, "Oh, we never, oh, we never got back out because that was the day my dad pushed me out the window," and. She's like, your dad pushed you out the window? And I'm like, don't tell me she doesn't know. How could she not know that? <laughs> yeah, and he's convinced he told her. Mm. And I think that's maybe one of the most interesting things about this this scene for me is that he's confused us with her. Like, uh, For a long time, we were the confident. We were the ones who he would tell these things. And now he's not talking to us, but he is talking to her, and he's kind of got us blurred in his head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie, my my mind also kind of had a little sort of alternate universe spark as well. I'm like, no, there's that too. Has he crossed timelines? <laughs> is this a different yeah. question? I, I was racking my brain. I was like, has this ever come up in front of her? And I don't recall. No, it, I don't but... think it has. Yeah, I, I think he is maybe. Com- I think confusing them her with us makes is the the more simple and obvious answer. Is you no? Know, yeah. Is, but compared but, to the but you've got to mention every possible alternate timeline thing. If this is a, if we're going down that route, we're going to mention every single one. Exactly. Uh, and that, that's fascinating, the idea that he thought he told her and, he, he didn't, and she, she's like, wait. Because obviously, as a therapist, she's like, hey, wait a minute. This is maybe a big traumatic incident in your past. I might need to know about. You know, like, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what's, what's going on? Uh, and you know, it, it, it tells, and it, it doesn't even tell the whole story. She doesn't even know at this point that, that, like, why he get pushed, you know, why it happened or anything like that. But he was in the hospital for some time and Darlene was pissed because they never got to take a photo of the snowman. Um, now, I want to come back to this snowman story later when we actually talk about a scene they have later because I, I have more thoughts on it but I feel yeah. like it ties in better once we've actually had their sign Oh, that's, that's fine. Uh, so we'll leave, leave the snowman for now. Uh, but certainly the idea, again, just that it, it was part of something, he was building something with his sister, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, that, just that idea that he's involved in something uh, is something I'd mention just now. So, um, yes, uh, I think yeah, the, the final just... part of that there is where you know she asks him, "What what made you think of that now?" And mm. he claims he doesn't know. Like he's like, "Oh, no, no idea." But 
I don't know. I suspect he he has some ideas in his head. Because oh, he always yeah. does. Yeah, he does. Um, it's interesting, actually, because he... It's because... Well, it's partly because they're talking about Darlene. Um, yeah. But he... Just the fact that the snowman melted before they could do anything with it, it was almost like that's where his childhood ended. Like, from that day on, nothing was the same again because of yeah. the incident. Uh, and the snowman kind of represented that, so... It's almost just like it's this pivot point in his life, and that's you know that's why it's. It's important. maybe like this this fracture with Darlene has kind yeah. of become it's, it's it's exemplified in that moment. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to Joanna. She's on a TV show. She's on she's on Let's Be Frank. We've seen this before. I, I never noticed the name of the show before. Admittedly, because I mean, I just you know we always cut to this guy yeah, on this just, TV show. It's just the talk show. Yeah, but she's on this TV show and she's talking about Scott Knowles who. You know, uh, his wife was the one who was murdered in season one. He's now been arrested for the crime. We, you know, if you remember from last season, she convinced the barman she was dating to like tell this story to back up the story that he was maybe the one involved in the murder and not Tyrell. And we see that it's at least somewhat effective. It doesn't sound like they've completely written off Tyrell, but at the very least, they're looking into this as a plausible suspect. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So there's a there's a independent witness Corbin in it, so yeah. they kind of have to. So. What I noted about this this interview scene is two things. One, she has a perfect American accent in this scene, and she yes. she, she isn't typically she's 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 putting on the show. She's she's yeah. making her, her you know her emotional speech. She's like, oh, I love my husband. He's innocent. Blah 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 blah. But you know, it's all very you know. I love him. I'm devoted. I've never loved anyone else. Uh, which you know, <laughs> it, obviously it comes back up later. But I was just thinking, like, man, she's really hurting Barman's feelings right now. She's like <laughs> on TV, like. T- Talking about how much she loves him, yeah, uh, that's good stuff. Um, but yeah, so I just yeah, I know it was this was an emotional show. This was uh, this was all fabricated. This was her doing her thing that she does, where she puts on the act. No. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's it's uh, the highlight of that because a lot of her thing has always been the act. It was always you know as the the wife and you know the, of, of the businessman kind of helping him climb the ladder, and now she's doing it to save him, you know, and get get him free. And it, it makes me question who she is because everything she's done, it's kind of at least to us looks like she's done it for Tyrell. But you you always feel like she's got her own motives above that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there's a little bit afterwards. Uh, she's been driven home by her, the old bodyguard, whose name because I did this all last season, Mister Sutherland. That's his name. Uh, I never bothered learning his name last season because he's just he's. He's the bodyguard. Yeah, he was in so much of it though, uh, and he he's like noticing they're being followed. But that's that's all that scene is. We come back to that. And yeah, bit. we actually hear on the radio that you know the the new F Society videos just just that's come right. out. It transitions quite neatly into the next scene because that comes up in the radio, and then we see the video, and we see that it's Darlene watching the video on a laptop, and the char- Eventually, we see the other characters, but yeah, they actually kind of hide who, who she's talking to to an extent for a little bit. We see just like Dom and the other guy from behind in front of her it was one of those weird ones where once they revealed it i realized it was supposed to be a reveal because i'd just been assuming the whole time it was a reveal to a point i don't think it was meant to be like oh you, there's no way you knew that was dom it was obviously dom the whole time yeah it, it, it was just a kind of like because they've not actually showed us you know without a doubt that she's working with the fbi yet we, we were talking about it loads last week but yeah, yeah. Th- this is the first time they're actually saying no she definitely is this is what's happening uh but uh, so 
Darlene's like, this is bullshit. This this isn't real, or isn't like this isn't someone she knows is doing this. She doesn't recognize the speaker. She's like, no, this isn't us. It's, at least not in her current form. She she theorizes this is the Dark Army who are fabricating this and making it yeah. look like F Society. Um. So yeah, there's a there's also in this while this conversation's going on, clock is ticking again, very noticeably. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I noticed the audio was a little bit strange in this scene. Uh, Whenever it cut to the the FBI agents talking, especially the guy, uh, there was almost more of like an echo, and it was almost like they specifically went for an acoustic kind of sound here. Yeah, it made them sound a little bit further away. Yeah, like they were a little bit, uh, they were a bit disconnected from everything. Yeah, uh, and so what? One thing I want to point out here is that so they they talk about uh, her being a CHS. It's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> What's that? And they're like, oh, it's a confidential human source. And then she's like, no, speak English. If you actually spoke English, maybe I'd understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was an interesting little moment. I, I, I think it's, again, this idea of things being hidden, this idea of things behind, like, you know, facades and emojis instead of just being what they are. Uh, it's, yeah, it kind of it, that it's, theme uh, for me. you know, it, it's the letters instead of just saying you're a source. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just say what I am. You have to dress it up in fancy dialect because, mm. you know, for whatever reason, because it makes it feel organized. It makes it feel like you have control instead yeah. of, you know, what things actually are. Uh, so she, she apparently has immunity for working with them uh, in this capacity. Um, and the scene ends where she is basically, she's convinced that Elliot doesn't work with Tyrell. In fact, yeah, I think, I think it, she says she's ne- he's never had a relationship with Tyrell. Yeah, which as soon as she said, I was like, yeah, she she was never there for any of that. Like she she didn't ever interact with Tyrell right. with them together. So as far as she's concerned, that's true. And she brings up the uh, you know the, the, when they lost the tail in the last episode, and he's like, yeah, that's still very suspicious. There's a stink on that, and it wasn't her. It was you know it was Irving who lost yeah. the tail. But uh, she's like, no, he's never worked with Tyrell. And that's when they play the phone call from the prison from last season, which is very funny because I remember at the time we were thinking, was that real? What did he actually phone? Was this all in Elliot's head? Yeah, yeah, that was the the moment that was like, because there was nothing else to go with it. It was very surreal, wasn't it? Especially as we went further on and Tyrell wasn't showing up. It was like, is Tyrell dead? Is he like, you know, yeah. that was a big thing last, last season is where's Tyrell? Uh, but yeah, so, so that's how they see that. And so, it's kind of like, it's her being shocked to her core because even she doesn't know her brother as well as she thought she did. Yeah, exactly. It's it's this idea of Elliot kept everyone in the dark for whatever he did for some of it. So we go back to Joanna in the car and uh, they're still being followed. Uh, Sullen stops the car and gets out, storms back up to the other car. It's the barman boyfriend who is distraught. He is, he is very upset. He's, you know, Blah 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 blah. She loves me. Right? Two stylistic things I really liked about this this moment. One, the headroom was uneven. Whenever it cut to the cut to Solland, uh, he was mostly pretty normally framed. When it cut to the barman, he Felt was really like, small in the frame. Yeah, he was tiny in the frame. There was like so much headroom above him. It was unreal. And then the other thing I loved is that whenever he shouted over to Joanna, as if he was talking to her in the car. We never got a reverse shot of Joanna hearing that. We got a reverse shot of the back of the car. And it was just, for me, it was like, because she doesn't care. She's not going to get out and acknowledge him. She doesn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah, uh, exactly. So it's just a faceless car that we get in the reverse shot instead of her face inside the car. Uh, so I thought that was a really nice stylistic little touch. Uh, so yeah, uh, Sullivan's kind of 
you know, rough yeah, sum I think, up. I think there's actually some really interesting dialogue in this bit. You know, he, he says he'll retract his statement. And um, Sutherland says, you know, will you, know, we'll, we'll, you do that and you'll end up dead. And then he says, that's how little we care about your life. And I'm wondering, is the we just him and Joanna? Or is there more going on? Yeah, are they part of a group? Are they connected to the Dark Army? Is uh, it not? Yeah, exactly. Are they the Dark Army and trying to get Tyrell, you know, public, publicly that, okay? That said, I wouldn't guess Dark Army because I feel like the way Joanna didn't know where Tyrell was last season would imply that it's not Dark Army to me. No, that's true. So, so it was just the, the way he said we kind of stood out to me. It's like it, it could just mean him and Joanna, but it, yeah, it could. I, ne- I never got the impression that he was so in on all her plans that enough to say we. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, actually, as soon as he walks back to the car, he's, you know, he roughs him up. Puts he's on the ground. You know, barman's on the ground, and you see him open his door behind, and he's sort of looking into the car. He's like, he looks like he's going for a gun. Like yeah. I said, that as soon as soon as like that shot was there, and sure enough, the next shot we're inside the car, and it's just this you know side profile view looking out the side window. And we see him like out of focus, coming up to the side and shooting in. And it's really nicely shot. And then the next, the rest of the scene all takes place in one shot yeah, uh, inside the car. It's very impressive actually, because like, so he get guy shoots Solon. Solon's been shot. It looks kind of dead. The camera then pans round to to Joanna, and Joanna's kind of scared. She's going for Solon's gun. She really leans over and grabs it, but she gets shot. Uh, during this, and yeah. she snaps back into the back seat. Camera goes with her. And we see she's shot in the head. Jo- Joanna's dead. She's, you know, unless we get really sci-fi soon, she she is dead. Uh, and then the camera pans back out, looks out the front of the window, and the barman's there. And he actually, I thought he was going to kill himself. He was looking at the gun. Mm. He was kind of thinking about it. And then he gets shot. The camera comes back into the car, or it's still in the car, but you know, it pans back round. And we see Sullivan shot him. The camera keeps panning, looks at Joanna again. And then actually, you know, tilts up and flips, and we see the baby who's in the car the whole time, uh, with blood on on its head. And the way I wrote that down, which I think is the the you know the way to sort of take it in a sort of, uh, you know, in terms of like using it to analyze something, I written I wrote that down as blood on our youth. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it was just kind of the idea of like the sins of the you know like. The parents, society as a whole, the adults, kind of ruining things for the future, and uh, yeah, it's tainted. Even the idea, just think of uh, Elliot's story with uh, Mister Robot, like his father mm-hmm. and what happened to him. You know, some yeah. of it his fault, some of it not his fault, but all of it kind of laid the groundwork for what he is now. So you know, this baby's going to be in therapy, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I feel about this in general. Joanna being killed. Now, I actually, yeah, I, I agree this is the one weird point in the episode that I think begs a little discussion. Because it feels like... It feels like it's an external reason rather than within the story itself for this. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll move on and we'll learn more and it'll make sense and it'll come together. But last season, she was such a, a powerful force in what she was doing. She became arguably the most terrifying character on the <laughs> show. And you know, you know the that one one interaction she really had with Elliot that one time, and that was just incredible. Yeah, it felt like it was building to more, and now she's dead. Now it was a shocking death. I definitely wasn't expecting it, but it does kind of feel like there was more plans with her, which it makes, makes me, th- me wonder what, what what's the purpose of this if it isn't external. What was the purpose of this in the story? 
Yeah, maybe you know, maybe it's about how it affects Tyrell when he finds out. Maybe it's about other things. Uh, there could be a point here about how she kind of reaped her own. She's she's not indestructible. She thought she was. She you know she mm. you know she 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 she, th- she talks a fair game. She acts a fair game, but like she wasn't untouchable. This this is kind of what she reaped. Um, I think it may be external though. I kind of I, I don't know if it's something bad external. You know, it could be disputes creatively. You know, where she wasn't you know playing balls. You know. She, behind the scenes it could be just a like she needed to be let go for scheduling reasons she had commitments or something it could be especially with it having moved when it was in the year that will have you know knocked had a knock on effect on this on the shooting and scheduling yeah possibly uh but that, that's kind of yeah I, I kind of like it seems really well done uh it's just her dying feels a bit weird because it felt like it was building to more but hey i mean people can die anytime in the show i guess so it's yeah, yeah. like i said i'm gonna wait and uh, i'm I'm skeptical right now about about its place, but you know, Esmail's earned enough faith that okay, I'll give it a chance and see if this pays off somehow. If it makes sense in the the larger scheme of things, a bit later. That sounds really kind of negative, though, in the sense where you think you'll be annoyed if it doesn't, and I don't think I'll care that much really in the in the long run. Maybe not. I just feel like. We spent so much of last season setting her up as this this force no, to be we reckoned with. We did, and it does feel a bit odd. But like everything else is so strong right now. Uh, it is, but I'll still be disappointed about this. Oh sure, but I, I don't think it will be that big. A, like when we get to the end of the season, if it's never actually, if if we never really go back to it, it doesn't really matter that much. Like if the rest of the season is like knocking it out of the park, like everything else is right now, I feel like I'm not going to like. Oh yeah, weird misstep, but. And that's fair. I'll, I'll I'll probably still hold it against it a bit more than that, but you of course know. you would. So just in case you thought she wasn't dead, we cut to an autopsy table and her skull's being opened. Just just clearing up any doubts. Any doubts. She, she's dead. She, she's deader than dead. She's as dead as can be. Uh, and obviously we have Dom here, and they're talking about you know what's going on. This is strange. All that kind of thing. Uh, they mentioned the bodyguard, you know, uh, Solon is alive, so we know he yep. uh, should be back up and kicking. Which, you know, we might get to, you know, what that we meant, you know, if there's more of him. We might. That, that's that's why I mentioned it, knowing that he's still alive, there could be something still to go with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they bring up the baby, actually. Like, uh, Dom's boss is basically like, no, we're going to we're not going to contact any next to kin. We don't want people knowing about this. This will just stir things up. We need to keep this contained. Yeah. Uh, so the baby's just going to social services and Dom you know kind of looks like eh, morally I don't know if I'm okay with that <laughs> yeah because you, know, you know the kid might have family he can go to and instead we're going to ship it off to an orphanage you know just put it into the system so yeah. to speak uh, the system of course which we're, we're seeing is kind of heartless and cold and isn't necessarily working which is why you know you know Elliot in the first place and F yeah it's, why the, it's kind of why the show exists yeah so so Dom actually agrees with a lot of what Darlene said. She agrees that the video seems a bit fishy. Uh, mm. You know, she believes that she, what Darlene, you know, she believes that Darlene actually doesn't just because because he speculates. Oh well, have F Society just moved past this? Uh, if it, you know, if it is this, why wouldn't she just say this? It's like, yeah, but she didn't say that. She she was specifically kind of a, almost offended, and this is this doesn't feel right, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and so she, she's actually and she kind of vouches for her because he's like no is she a flight risk and he's like no I don't think she is I think she's she's fine uh, Joe, funny you mentioned that um, have you heard the theory that uh, this has been going around since last season okay. of Darlene is going to die in a plane crash there have been uh, uh, numerous images of 
you know, like like hints that she'll die. Is then um, there's like there's a red lantern theory where you know all these people who have red lanterns in front of them then die, and then there's been multiple images of planes, like model planes or planes on posters, looking like they're crashing into her. I I have noticed the pl- there was one in this episode actually. Yeah, and this here calling her a, a flight risk. It's, it felt very like once I, I was aware of this, I this you know this theory, mm. I kind of started looking for it and started noticing it, and it's little bits of dialogue like that, which could be nothing at all. But once you're looking for it, it kind of just seems like it's it's part of it. My question would be, why is that something that is heavily hinted like this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, part of the theory I believe was, um, you know, it would be. Uh, to go in maybe into this um the, this uh video is you know the f society was saying oh it'll be a, a really big you know it'll, it'll be like a big, it'll be explosive uh, you know that sort of thing i think was was what was the phrase that yeah it'll be, it'll be more explosive it'll be louder than the message we've sent before it's like you know right and it's like okay is is part of phase two actually a you know a crashing a plane into something and um and well, that's uh, even a, that's, that's, that's assuming that uh this is it has anything to do with phase two, like you know. No, no, no right, yeah, it could be further than that. At, at, at this point, we're like, is this even related to the phases that we're talking yeah, yeah, about? And also, you know, White Rose uh, killed, had the last CEO of E Corp killed in a plane crash, so mm. it's like there's all these things that have kind of built up that, and you know, when you're looking for them, kind of seem like yeah, these these might be going somewhere. Again, I asked the question though. Why? Why is this something that's hinted at for this amount of time? Because usually, when there's something being hinted at, it's because there's something going on. That, that this implies to me that destiny is a factor, because it's always going to happen. That's why it's been hinted at for so long. Okay. Otherwise, no, otherwise, what is the purpose of seeding ideas of just like? Because it's going to be a, not random death, but if it does happen, it's you know, it's it's because of the circumstances at the time. Yes. Right. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing to me. Like, why are we hinting at that for so long then? I mean, I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying, why? Why is that yeah, something no, that's been I'm, teased I'm, for I'm so with long? You. It, I think that is a good question. It's, it's like... You, um, you can the same about, you know, the, the... No, before you get into your reference there. It's a relevant reference. <sighs> Fine, go on. On the head television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, there were, there were seeds for a couple of years that there was a sister coming, that Dawn was coming. And that was, like... It, it was building to it because it was kind of like, oh, this is going to be a, a big thing, and it was going to call back on, and it, but it was there because it kind of rewrote everything that came before it, in, in, a, in a sense. Mm. But the idea it was a big thing that was coming. It kind of reminds me of that in a little way if it goes down. Uh, but but that's the kind of thing where that that did alter reality. That was like, you know something that was kind of like affecting things. So that and the, actually to jump off that, we're we're talking a lot about you know alternate realities and how heavily hinted it seems to be. Mm. And it almost feels like, okay, are we? Is that supposed to be drawing our attention? Are we supposed to be catching these really obvious things? Yeah, you know, uh, I think we met, we talked about last week about how it seemed really blatant for some of these to be you know, mentioned, whereas these are a lot more subtle and more like maybe these are the real thing that's going to go down. Maybe um, if we're talking about alternate realities, did, did she just die in a reality? Although in this one, did, was she it in a plane be. crash? Yeah, like. <laughs> Let's go crazy here. Let's say White Rose is from an alternate reality, right? You know, like White Rose is what, what Zhang saw from an alternate reality or merged with yeah, an alternate yeah. reality. Let's say the reality that White Rose came from, Darlene died in a plane crash. Already. Yeah, no. I, uh, it could be. 
Yeah, that, that that's my like sort of almost. And uh, I wonder then if if that's the case, does White Rose try and recreate that? It's like no, that's how things are supposed to be. You're supposed to die in a plane crash. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm just. I'm just. Uh... Like that's just my, that's my kind of like bullshit sci-fi answer, as you say. Oh, what if she's going to die in a plane crash? I'm like, what if she's already died in a plane crash? Anyway, so that was pretty much that scene. Yeah, Dom's told that she's not investigating Dark Army. She is just on F Society and Tyrell. Know your place is basically what he says. That's your job. Yeah. So uh, that takes us on to the pier scene, which is you know, far enough. We're back to Darlene. Uh, so Darlene has texted Elliot to meet her at the pier. Well, obviously, we've came back to this pier repeatedly. It's been a big thing uh, for the characters. Obviously, the, mm. the, the, the F Society location was there, uh, which is funny. We don't have that this season because they found that and this, you know, it's yeah. been taken away. But it, it was such a big place for the, the show in the first couple of seasons. Uh, yeah, it's go down to, you know, specifically for these characters, the, the sister revealed came here. It did. It's funny, actually. One of the things she said in this scene put... put uh, perspective to that the first time we see her on the show for me because she mentions here that part of why she did like she helped with all this she got involved in all this was to be with him again like be close with him again like they hadn't really done that in a while and it almost like made me think back to the first time we see her and like we don't know what's his sister but she's kind of like standoffish like she's pissed at him and it kind of like oh i kind of get it like they've they've not been close at that point and they got close again through working on F Society and working through and, the and, hack and it's and all why that. they managed to hide that reveal for so long is because their the relationship wasn't there for us to guess. We weren't seeing this, you know, sibling relationship. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. Uh, one thing I really liked here is uh, on the two shot where you see both of them in the frame, there's like a, I don't know what it is, like it's a tower, there's part of the, the attractions. Uh, it's this tower that's between them, but the lighting that's on it, you know, it's the fancy sort of lighting. Mm. Uh, it's red and white lines like moving up and down and it literally looks like a sort of like a, a barrier like a danger barrier like caution yeah. be- between them it was like dividing between them and it was saying no these two things are separate uh, visually that was a really nice touch I thought uh, yeah. in terms of what was going on so uh, so yeah she, she brings up hey, all this bullshit like you, you like this is my childhood too it's not just you that get messed up from everything that happened with dad like you know because mm. he, he mentions that you know she might trigger him Yes. It's like no, it's it's not just your childhood, like it's mine too. Uh which you know, does like okay, so she's clearly screwed up as well. We've seen she's screwed up. She killed someone last season. We saw her yeah. go dark. We saw Dark Darlene. Uh but uh so she says she's gonna leave. She's cl- she's claiming to leave, so she's kinda of manipulating him because we see what she's, she's obviously she's got a goal, we see what that is later on in the episode. But she's you know, she's been very careful and she's talking about uh, being close again, like I mentioned, like she brings that up. She, she's you know she's pushing the button. She's trying to form a connection. She's trying to get close and make him feel comfortable. Um, and I've put down next to that kind of like the snowman because he brings up Kevin McAllister, the snowman that they built together. Because obviously mm. it's fresh in his head. He was talking about it. Uh, now two things I want, I want you to analyze this a little bit, but I want you to note down her reaction to this and what she says. She doesn't react like, oh yeah, remember that fun childhood memory that we, we shared with the snowman? Yeah, she goes like, of course I do. Like, how could I forget? She goes, no, she looks at him dead serious, and then she says that, and then she says, do you want to talk about it? As if there's something else there that we yeah. don't know about. As if, as if that incident has more, and not just the fact that it was right before the, the push out the window, it sounds like there's more there to me. It does, doesn't it? I mean, and, and you could take it as, oh, it's just that, that, you know, oh, it was that day, and she knows it was that day. Yeah. And if it is just that, 
fair enough. I'll I'll accept it. But it, it felt feel, like there was more. It feels like more. And um, so yeah, the, the stuff I wanted to analyze here, just about the, the, the snowman, is just the, the idea that they did used to work together. They worked in that snowman like a project. Like when they were kids, they used to work on things together. And the idea that this F Society thing was kind of them going back to that after a long time of not doing it. Like they reconnected, yeah. and this was once again their snowman. But much like the snowman, it kind of melted. You know, after the fact. Right, that's it. They, they they try and you know they they they, they built something, it, but it was incomplete. You know, he mentioned it didn't have arms. Yeah, because they had the arms for the, the face there. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. From the movie. So they mentioned it was incomplete, and it's like, yeah, it never really got there. And then they lost it before they could, you know, get before it could be immortalized. It it was gone. And in both instances, it was kind of you know, in a roundabout way, it was their father who intervened and stopped it from finishing like the, the intended yeah, to. and 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 stopping their their achievement being recognized yeah uh so i know I, th- I think there's there's definitely correlations there and I, I think it's funny like we spent all the last season knowing their brother and sister but because he was in prison there wasn't as much interaction with them for a lot of it mm. and because of that we didn't really get to explore kind of what what them growing up together with this these parents and with with their father what happened and explore kind of how that that fell and how, how that relationship was before because you know we found out so late in the first season that it was kind of like a new thing and then season two didn't really get us give us a chance to explore that so i feel like this is the first time like no we're talking about their childhood together uh, yeah we uh, we really haven't experienced because that. the only time we really got to see it was you know in that you know the, the sitcom episode where we got to see them together yeah we got little moments and we got little hints of things but we never really got them confronting each other and discussing things together yeah like and, this and yeah and discussing like in this case the snowman Mm. Uh, but I thought that was uh, very interesting, and she seems to have succeeded. You know, combined with his loneliness, because he actually asked at the end of the scene, "Can you stay with me tonight? I don't want to be alone." Yeah, and then you see that goes, you know, the the top down shot with like almost the spotlight on them, and yeah. the, the the rest of the world's black, and it's just the two of them in, together in the light. It's just the two of them, but it's very foreboding because it is so dark and it is kind of, you know, yeah. So, is 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 interesting stuff. So, um. Then we go to actually Philip Price, which by the way, I just I noted because I you know I wrote down my notes, like so just I wrote Price down as the header for the scene. You know, we cut to Price, and my first my first note is E Coin Bitcoin War, and then I thought, huh, that goes with his name really well. <laughs> his name's Price. Oh, yeah. We're on season three of the show, and I've just kind of got the weird kind of wink, nudge, nudge yeah, of yeah. his name. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so yeah, currency war. He's basically complaining that all the countries but China have signed up to accept E Coin as the new currency that are going to use it's essentially that's the new gold standard to which yeah. everything is based on and but china however have decided to sort of work with bitcoin and they're developing bitcoin and he's, to be he, fair given bitcoin's incredible exchange rate they might be making the right move there yeah but then again we don't have this fictionalized e-coin we, that's, we, we, we don't no. that's competing with it you know we don't have this war um and Price is frustrated, clearly. So then he ends up meeting with uh, Zhang in this in this room, and I just I didn't note this down. I was just I remember as we, they were in the room, and it's these two, you know, these rich guys, head of companies, talking about the, the stuff. I just like compared to every other location, which has been dingy apartments, you know, Elliot's dingy apartment, uh, and you know where Darlene's staying in the safe house. Like this is just, this is the one percent room. It's you know it's very oh, yeah, posh. They're at, they're at the G twenty. This is. Uh, you know, this is the the most important people in the world who are yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's all the political leaders are, are there to, to try and you know fix the world. But it was just it was just the the room, the set design of it. It was like you know it was like leather sofas, all wood paneling, and you know very very posh, very like 
you know, it's just it just it it contrasted so much with Elliot, you know, looking at his shattered mirror in this dingy apartment with these like really dark walls and you know, almost felt like a crack den at times. Yeah, no, but, it did. So, no, so so basically, uh, Price is like, look, I'm pushing you through your UN vote. You're going to have your your annex of the Congo. You're going to have it. You're going to have that. Now, just accept e-coin. Let's do this. Let's get this done with. I'm sick of this bullshit. Let's get this done. And he's like, hey, once I've got what I want, well, we'll look at yeah, what you I want. Yeah, I mean, he gets, he gets real threatening. He's like, you he know, because he turns out, I'll tell you something. Your success will always follow mine. And Price actually, you know, he, he threatens him. He, you know, Zhang tries to leave and he's like, hey, maybe I'll change the UN's mind about this vote. Maybe, maybe you won't get the Congo. And... Yeah. He turns around, he's challenging Zhang, and Zhang turns around, he steps in, and he gets really intimidated. He brings up Angela, and I wasn't actually sure who he meant at first. I was like, who, did, who, who was sneaking out documents? Who did he, oh, Angela, right, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it took me a second as well. Do, do you know what it was? It was when he started talking about her eyes, I'm like, oh, that's Angela. <laughs> An- Angela's got the eyes. Yeah, yeah, those, she does. Those big hypnotic eyes. Um, but he's like, you know, I, I contemplated firing bullets into her eyes, but they were just so mesmerizing. I'm like, you know, and this is like, we, we saw White Rose meet with Angela and like how, what the tone was like, and it was very different. And maybe he did consider this, or maybe he's just saying this to like scare the shit out of Philip. But or maybe White Rose and Zhang are more I, separate than we think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is more Elliot, Mr. Robot. Yeah, you know, maybe. It, but it, maybe it's. Maybe it's Elliot and Mr. Robot if they were at their peak. You know how we'll get to it. Mr. Robot he kind of wants to work together. You know, that's that's what they were mm. for a long time. But maybe that's kind of what White Rose and Zhang are as well. Like they're, they're they separate, are two separate but entities, but they are working in conjunction. They are. Uh, or, is, or But is it more interesting if they're not, though? What if they are separate? I, that, that's it. I, conflicting each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny when the first when we first sort of learned about this, you know, White Rose and Zhang dual kind of personality thing. It's funny that it, it, we never instantly went to oh he's like Mister Robot, you know he's like Elliot and Mister Robot. We never kind of jumped to that mm-hmm. right away. It took a while before we sort of started contemplating. Oh, maybe he's like him. Maybe it's the same kind of thing. Almost. Yeah. If nothing else, thematically, we're still dealing with dual identities. And it, and it, you know what? It's very David Lynch. David Lynch must love this show because it's it's playing with this idea of two sides to the same person. It is. That's it is. that's his bag. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels like it's why this feels like uh, filling that void after Twin Peaks it's kind of yeah. like yeah this is sitting in nicely so final line of the scene is that he steps into Price and is like don't mistake my generosity for generosity and then walks out like a badass uh, yep. so you know uh, <laughs> you know one liner it's very good it was good I'll give it to him I, I, I'm, uh, Zhang's uh, he's great because I think obviously White Rose was the more immediately compelling Hmm. Yeah. You know, because you know, this is you know, head of the dark army. You got all that stuff going on, and Zhang was like, "Okay, he's this businessman. He's a government minister for China, but I don't know much about him. I don't know, you know, what he's doing." Yeah, and I, I think he uh, almost seems more evil than White Rose. White Rose seemed like she was, she was the harsher version, but now Zhang's kind of feeling the darker yeah. one. Yeah, and and I'm I'm going back to all that universe stuff, but I, I, I kind of dawned on me, you know, when when he met Dom and. You know, she asked about all the dresses, and he said, "You know, they were my sisters." And she said, "You know, I don't have any. You you, you don't have any sisters. Well, and you never did." And it's like, okay, is is sister what they call like these alternate realities? It's like a sister version. Uh, yeah, I just kind of took it that that was his excuse, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But what if it's not? You you could put it like that way. Um, 
so yeah, uh, that's, that was that scene. That, that, so that takes us back on to Elliot and Darlene. Elliot's asleep in his bed, and Darlene's being sneaky. She's putting a, a bug of some kind onto yeah. the computer. She, we see her behind the monitor, like, planting something. Um, Elliot's asleep. And she actually, she's about to leave. She's sneaking on her jacket, and she sees the photo. I love how the, the show doesn't actually like do a close-up. You, you, just, you get a quick glimpse of it, and you can tell it's the photo from the beach that we yeah. saw from the, uh, the sitcom episode. And she just has a moment, she looks at it, and she's about to leave. And she turns around, and Elliot's just standing right there. And he's like, what were you doing? He's like, why were you leaving? It's, oh, I was looking for a pen, leaving a note. Just, just, he basically, the conversation kind of goes around in circles a little bit, because she keeps like thinking of something to say. Like, I'm going for a bus, they're not running, there's a strike. Or oh, a train then, what's the, the yeah, interrogation? Yeah. Uh, and just to go back to the, the plane thing, one other thing that she did say here, she says, I'm going to crash with a friend upstate. Alright, I, th- I think you may be reading into that one a little bit. That one much. might be, but part of the theory is that Dom's going to crash as well. All right. Okay. Okay. So it's like, okay, is there, is there something upstate with the two of them? For, for, you know, fair enough. If it happens, it's it's there. <laughs> if it happens, I will concede that this word crash. The use of the word crash here was. Uh, I hate you. Now I'm going to like see you next week. I'm going to. <laughs> You're going to look for everything, every line. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> but so yeah, so he's interrogating. He's very, very kind of, for not too forceful yet, but he's forceful enough. But then when she finally tries to leave, he grabs her arm really violently and sort of push up against the wall. And that was the moment where I went, "Oh, wait a minute. And then it, the camera sort of goes in really close to her. Again, it's all kind of one shot from this point on. This part of the scene is all one shot. Because it's going into her face and he starts asking questions about, you know... What, what did you do? Yeah, what did you do? Like, why, why are you here? Why are you staying here? And I'm like, oh my God, it is. And then... She's like, well, why are you asking? And then she clocks it. It's like, yeah. you're him. And then the camera pulls out and it's Christian Slater. And I'm like, oh, shit. Such a good moment. And the chills. Do, do you know what makes it work? Is the, is the resisted doing it till now. This is, I, I may be wrong on this. Maybe there's been a small moment. But I think this is the first time I've ever seen Rami Malek play Mr. Robot. This is the first time he's done it. You, you might be right. And it, they, I mean, even if not, they especially threw us off after last episode. Because... Mm. You know, when, when we had that moment at night where Angela comes out and immediately you're like, that's Mr. Robot. Whereas but, here it kind of played with it. With it's, it's the, funny the, expectations. Th- the funny thing is, though, it's the exact same twist because he, he goes to sleep, he wakes up and he's Mr. Robot. They just don't that, show us it. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's how they throw us because they showed it us last time. So our expectations yeah. are that, oh, if they do this, we're just going to see him as, as Mr. Robot. We're okay. going to be aware. But this time we're not in on it. And it's a great little twist. It's a it's very horror movie. We'll talk. I'll, I'll get more thoughts on how horror this season is later. But yeah. it's very horror movie. And I'm like, oh man, you've opened a can of worms because now I'm going to be like questioning things. Like, I mean, to, to, to its credit though, like, I feel like when it is, it goes back to Elliot because at the end of the scene, it seems like it does switch back to Elliot because she shouts, "Oh, I'm getting away from you, you psycho," or whatever she says. You know, because I'm a crazy person. As she leaves the, the the apartment, and the camera lingers on Elliot, and I'm like. I think he just switched back to Elliot. Because, I mean, he goes to therapy again the next day. No, I, I agree. I think yeah. he, he comes back and he's like, what just happened? Wait. He was like, he was here. Yeah. But now he's here when I'm not here. Like, when we're not experiencing the same things. And it, yeah. it goes two ways, because Mr. Robot even mentions when we see him in a minute, that he's, he's not, you know, Mr. Robot's not seen stuff that he's... That, that, they clearly don't know what's going on with each other, and it's making them not trust each other. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, because we, we, we often had it where, you know, Mr. Robot was hiding things. From Elliot, mm. but like you know, they always felt intentional. Like, no, we don't want you to see this yet, but it's there. You can access it if you really need to. 
And then we 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 saw him do that where he fought through. He was like, no, if you've seen it, I can see it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're... That's the... Now, not at all. Yeah, now Mr. Robot's not seen anything that Elliot is, which is, you know, why he's questioning Darlene. Uh, and he knows she's up to something. He, he he gets it. He's like, she she was doing something. You know, she's on to it. She, she's, she's a, yeah. you know, she's a snake right now. Uh, so we go back to Krista. We go back to a therapy scene. And he, he's like, he, he actually says, I want you to talk to him. I want you to talk to... And it's when he says that that the clocks come in again, really. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And... She, she, you know, does a little, not quite hypnosis, but like, you know, close your eyes, yeah, and let close him. Your eyes. Just let him. If you, if you, if you want it to, it'll happen. Uh, and she's the only person who can do this. She's, I mean, no one else has ever like brought him out, like sort of voluntarily like this. And so obviously, I'm like, okay, this, if he comes out here, this is going to be a great scene because we've never and seen Krista interact with Mister. I think more importantly, it tells just for the future. If Elliot needs Mister. Robot mm. in a situation, he's like, no, I can't handle this. I don't know what to do, but he can. He can kind of let choose to let him take over. He knows that. Yeah, now. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he he closes his eyes and then he opens them. And as soon as he opens them, his demeanor like it felt different. The acting here was phenomenal. It is, and he sits forward. And of course, he starts to talk, and it's the two voices merged together. It's it's, bo- it's blended immaculately. Yeah, it's, it's both Slater and Malik at the same time. Um, and then it's, you know, it cuts to her reaction, and then it cuts back, and then that's when it's Slater. That's when it switched actor to him. Yeah. And he's like, and she's like, oh, it's nice to finally meet you. And it's like, oh man, like they're, they're playing with this so much this season. This that dichotomy between them, and like you know when it's one of them, when it's not the other. Um, but yeah, so they can't be at the same time, and he's pissed about that. He's like, no, like you need to, you, you're this is you're ruining this. We were fine before when he could see what I was seeing, and vice versa. But now we can't. Yeah. And yeah, he says he's you know, he's he's seeing things that that Elliot should be seeing too. Yeah, uh, and he's, he tries to flirt with. Uh, he's like, oh, you never told me you were so foxy. And you know, he tries to like flirt with mm. her, and she's like, oh, and she's like, oh no, that's you know, that would be immoral. You know, I don't, I don't date patients, so on. He's like, well, sucks to be you, because <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> you know, crazy sexy. Yeah, and and there's a bit here where you know, going back into that whole. Where, where he's talking about, you know, he's seen things. He's kind of a bit frantic. He's a bit panicky almost. He says, you know, we've got to get him back to our work. And it's this idea that to Mr. Robot, they still are on the same side. Like, even though he's mm. kind of working against Elliot, the ultimate goal is still, no, this is our thing. We're, we're in this together. Yeah, it's kind of like a parent, you know, I'm not saying this because he's father. I'm just saying, I'm just comparing it. It's like a parent saying, oh, I know what's best for you. This is your, for your own good. Yeah. Kind of thing almost. Um, but yeah, he, 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 quotes, he quotes Freud when he's exp- he's basically explaining you know the whole idea behind the F society about civilization not caring about its people and therefore it's not you know yeah uh, I didn't read the whole thing though but you know that was the gist of it uh, it's not worth you know, it's not worthy of lasting because it doesn't care about its people um, yeah and he's like no you're trying to destroy me you're not trying to help me you're trying to destroy me you know Mr Robot uh, and he even chuckles when he is like oh what does he call me again he's like uh, Mr Robot he's like, oh, you still call me that like yeah, it's, yeah. He's so caught up on the labels, which again plays nicely back into the uh, the emojis and stuff at the start, where it's you know it's this basic labeling. Yeah, and that's why you know again back to the horror movie stuff. He leans in, he gets very intimidating, uh, you know, to Krista, and he obviously he mentions that Darlene's compromised us, and she's like compromised. What do you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, she <laughs> never, he never he never says Darlene, but we, we know he just says oh, yeah, she yeah. compromised us. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we know who he's talking about, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's very intimidating. Uh, but then, of course, like it's very close up. She's she's almost like caught in the moment herself. Like it's like she's zoning out for a second because she's so scared. 
and then like Elliot's just back on the couch, like, oh, when do we start? Like he's not even yeah. aware that it's happened. Yeah. Can we just take a minute to talk about how amazing Christian Slater's acting is? This, this, it, like, I mean, oh. it's incredible. It's fantastic. They're they're both nailing it. So, and the idea that we're going, to, I love that we get a little bit of Malik doing Mister Robot now, because because yeah. they've held that back so much. It's almost insane to think there was a time when this show didn't even like let us know that they were the same person. It is, isn't it? Like think back to the start of season one and like yeah, sure we kind of figured it out relatively early on, but they still you know they went through the motions of no, we you know he doesn't know this shit. Yeah, you know, and then we got to the point where we did find out and. Now it's like it's so ingrained as part of the show that you know the entire plot this season is like where you know, Angela's working with one of them but not the other. The therapist can now bring and him out and talk yeah, to him as a different person. Each other. Yeah, it's a war between Elliot and Mister Robot. It's fascinating. It really is. Uh, but now it's exciting. Uh, oh, uh, so then we we cut to um, the train uh, talking about how the stuff in the background with their darling, yeah, you got the, the poster yeah behind Elliot there's a uh, separation anxiety and the post it's like a, a little man that's taking off his head and there's like stuff coming out of his head and I thought oh very funny yes <laughs> yes and then it was obviously just the whole thing at the start was you know Elliot's lonely he, he's yeah. He's not able to cope without Mr. Robot. And it's funny because this is he starts talking to us again in this scene, and he's not done it since the start. Since the, so it's almost like he's he's feeling the the, the impact of being lonely again. He's feeling yeah. you know after what he's went through at the therapist office. Yeah, and, and he he asks us, but we with did did we go away with Elliot or did we stay and see the whole thing? And of course we did. We did, yeah. Yeah. And we never used to, which is maybe interesting of itself. Is that part of the dynamic of the show? The fact that we are now seeing Mr. Robot. Yeah, we, we used to get it hidden from us in the same way Elliot yeah. did. So, yeah, cause I think we theorise like if there's another personality, or we the third personality, or the audience like part of the, yeah. the plot in that weird way. Like, does that say something that we are now witnessing this and he's not? Like, you know. It's, yeah, yeah. Pondering. Uh, on his way home, there's a prostitute that says, uh, scan my QR code and I'll give you a blowjob, which I think is a, just such a, a fascinating... Especially since we're like we're watching The Deuce right now, and that's like mm. how things changed in the 70s. I'm like, is this the future? Like, uh, <laughs> let me scan your QR code. <laughs> like, it's not inconceivable, is it? No. I mean, I kind of see a future where prostitution is just legal anyway, so it would have all these advancements. But the idea of, like, you know, a streetwalker pulling out a little, like, sort of, like, credit card, like, you know, touchless, you know, contactless card reader. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the idea of, you know, like, all really small businesses now will have card readers. Where before it was like, okay, you know, if you're a corner shop, you might just be cash. But now it's like, no, you can have a contactless card reader. Yeah, I just like the idea of a streetwalker just pulling out the little reader and, like, going, all right, tap, thank you. Yep. Yeah. That's such, a, such an interesting little idea. Uh, but he he just questions, is Phase 2 still alive? Like, he doubts himself for the first time since, you know, he's been, you know, away, you know, these past five weeks. He seems to be, like, kind of confident in himself that he's he's cancelled Phase 2. But now he's questioning, is it still there? You know, he's doubting himself. I think it's it's also this idea is, now, before he, he generally knew when Mr. Robot had been around, even if he didn't know mm. what had happened, he kind of knew something had happened. But this time in therapy... He didn't even realize that Mr. Robot had come out. He was like, "Are we, are we starting?" Yeah, he suspected that the night before with Darlene because she reacted in a you know in a way that didn't yeah, make sense to what you know. Yeah, yeah. Witness. He doesn't know anymore, and it's this idea of wait, could Mr. Robot be up to something without him knowing? Because mm. how can he possibly tell? It's great stuff. Uh, so uh, he gets home, and the guy from the first season, you know, the one who was dating Krista with the dog, who yeah. came and demanded his dog back there. Um, 
this this had an extreme case of empty space. This scene actually, both the shots, they were both in the bottom corner of the respective shots, and there was like so much empty space in the screen. It was very vacant, very. It was, yeah. Uh, so, but um, yeah. So he's, he's basically he's, he just wants to unburden himself of the dog. He never cared about the dog. He it was more about the point in winning, and now he's just sick of the dog because the dog like shits everywhere. He's like, here, you take the dog. Yeah, and he talks about you know that oh the dogs it's sick it's it's sick it's probably dying it's just it's just it's a mess, and this is something that maybe maybe I've been watching too much of leftovers recently, but I was thinking does the dog represent society, and you know it's this idea of I, I think it does but I I, th- I think I don't want to go as far to say oh the dog represents society I think it's more about Elliot's side of it where Elliot's he's at the point now where he wants to fix and heal something that's already well, there rather than just get a new thing. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like no, but he, he, the the guy's coming up with this dog going, no, it's broken. You know, it, it, we, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I want to just give up. And Elliot's yeah. like, he kind of, he's gonna take it in. He's gonna, you know, presumably nurture it back. Yeah, but I, I just looked at it more from Elliot's side of like his motivation and his his mindset mm-hmm. rather than just getting dushy and calling saying the dog represented society. <laughs> well, I was looking at it from both of them is all. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, like you've never said anything douchey on this show. Oh, I have, but so- sometimes when you think of a douchey thing and I don't, I just like no, it's just douchey. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm always right. You're always wrong. Just remember that. It's a it's a general rule of thumb. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, and, until Darlene dies in a plane crash. I wasn't. I didn't say it wasn't going to happen. No, I know. I just, I just. This isn't this isn't like leftovers with the Australia stuff. No, this is I am like oh that sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah and that wasn't yeah, even yeah. your idea. You saw it online and brought it in. I know, but you didn't. So screw you. <laughs> I didn't read something online. Oh wow. I mean, I read the the the, the specific you know, the the crash up state. That's the one I'm hanging on to. But what even makes that right? Like oh she, she's on a plane upstate specifically. Yes. Exactly. That's what makes it right. <laughs> and that and there's a friend with her. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I think it's a fine idea. I don't care if you're right with this one. I just wanted another Australia rivalry, alright? I'm trying. We cut back to Zhang, and he's with his uh, second-in-commanded, and they're in, the, they're in the limo, and he's basically like, right, we're proceeding with stage two, and I want it on the day of the UN vote. And he's like, yeah, yeah but... Regardless of the results. Regardless of the results, he's like, yeah, but that was just like a... You know, if they, if they don't go through with it, this is like punishment for Price. And he's like, well, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. See, he basically says, no, nah, he needs to be slapped in the face. He, he, he challenged me. He dared challenge me. So now it happens either way. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that we've been going with stage two for, you know, a while now. And it seems so, so important. Whereas now I'm learning, oh, that was just a backup plan. That's not even... That's just inconsequential almost. Yeah, it also makes me think that stage two is like obviously it tells us that Elliot's not as in control as he thought as well because now now Zhang's just like oh we're just gonna do it, right? And but also if if they're just gonna do it and it's like okay that was just as a you know now it's just a punishment it's not actually the end goal. Oh yeah, because they mentioned in the scene uh, the the Congo he, he they want to move the project to the Congo. Uh, yeah, they want to annex so that they can you know loosens up the laws and stuff so they can get in there. And I think, oh, it's a bit maybe a bit more remote for their, their big particle accelerator or the supercomputer or whatever, whatever they're building. Yeah. Although, um, how you move something of that size will be interesting. I just ship it in pieces. Simple enough. But then you got to take it all apart. Kind of defeats the point, surely. It was already in these big chunks. You put it on a big ship. All right. Easy. 
Yeah, I'll allow it. They want some privacy in the Congo. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's like what is the end game? And you, 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 we have all these weird theories about time travel and alternate realities and uh, supercomputer predictions. But yeah, to kill that's what's important to him. Is the stage two is just no screw him. <laughs> like, yeah, stage two is is almost irrelevant. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's just not as and again that, that idea that. Elliot thinks this is important, and he's trying to stop it because he doesn't want to like be a terrorist. He wants to like stop people from. But killing. How, how much is it actually going to help? Yeah, so it's fascinating. Uh, but yeah, so then we get to uh, actually, I think I skipped a scene. Actually, no, 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 I'm looking at what my next scene is. Where, where are we? Yeah, yeah, I, I forgot to mention at the end of the, the dog scene. Uh, so you know, the idea that he won't be lonely anymore because he's uh, he's got a dog, you know, that fills that void just a little teensy little bit. But the the plot reason I wanted to bring that back up is because he goes over at his PC. We see uh, that the yeah. FBI is watching his PC. They've, got, they've basically just got like a you know a desktop mirror. They can see what he's doing. Yeah. And uh, he starts to like run some programs, and I'm like, he's looking for a bug. Like he's checking to see if something's it's, there. It's when he looks at the computer, he looks suspicious, and yeah. I'm like. How does he know? Is is it you know? As Krista relayed what Mister Robot said, and he's gone, and he's kind of putting it together that okay, maybe he was talking about Darlene. Maybe, maybe these are things uh, that happened. I don't even know if he needed that. Or no, no, that I was gonna say. Yeah. Or is it just he's being suspicious and he's being Elliot? I think. Well, I think it's just the way the Darlene scene ended because he seemed to come back. He kind of woke up as she like was yelling, "Oh, I'm getting away! From, get from me! From me!" You know what? What yeah. caused that confrontation? Maybe he's, you know, mm-hmm. curious. Uh, but he looks into it. But I, I think there's maybe a question to ask: like, is this even Elliot at this point? Uh, I'll get to why I said that in a second. So we go back to the safe house. Uh, Dom's going in. She's got some stuff. She's complaining that eCoin is now like one of the only things you can use at most places. Uh, she also she looks suspicious at the the van across the street. There's like a, a electrics work van. You know, yeah. There's some guys doing. It some really work. really highlights the van though, doesn't it? Like it does. Way too much. Uh, I'm not sure what he read into that at this point. In particular, no, it was like a, I can't remember the name of the company. I was trying to think if it had it. Uh, I, I think it may just be like she's suspicious the dark army's watching. Maybe they'll found the safe yeah. house. Yeah, I mean, kind of white van is kind of very, yeah, it's very typical, isn't it? Uh, so but no, she comes in and talks to the guy and he plays a little prank on her, which I thought was amusing. He's like, Oh, I gave us some great intel. I, I we got a mic, you know, we got some audio feed off of the bug. Here, here's what, here's what we heard. And he plays a uh, this, I can't remember the name of the song, it's the song that plays at the end of American Pie, but yeah, it's been one week since she looked at me blah 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 whatever the song is um, but the she's like oh, I'm going to have that in my head all day now you asshole like, she's pissed at him and he's like oh by the way he sent an email uh, last night uh, maybe to Tyrell we don't know but there was an attachment in it and you see a close up of the email and it's like dot rar and I'm like that sneaky bastard he's tracing them yeah, he, yeah. he's looking for immediately them immediately it's like oh this is too easy yeah it is um and like minutes later, like oh wait, someone's here, and you you just see the cor- like just the, the hoodie in the corner. And, and, of the yeah, camera. Like, that's enough. That's enough to know that it's probably him. I mean, they could misdirect, isn't it? Turns out to be someone else, but you know, it's him. Yeah. And she's like, wait, did you open that that that, that file and run it? It's like, yeah, that, that didn't really make any sense. Like you idiot. Like you are just like Dom's just like you're like, incompetent. How how are you part of the FBI? Do they not teach you not to open strange files? Oh God, and. uh yeah, so then she's like, that wasn't for Tyrell, that, that fail was for us. And you just, the final shot of the episode is Elliot on the security camera. It's kind of, you know, black and white, desaturated, and he's looking around, he's got his hood up. And again, very horror movie, it feels like, you know, like he's here, like he's tracked them, it's, it's almost scary. He's in the house. Yeah, and that's where I went, which one is it right now? Like, is this is this Mr. Robot hunting them down? 
Or is this Elliot? And if it's Mr. Robot, maybe it's Mr. Robot who put the tracker in the first place. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But if it's Elliot, then, like, you know, it, like, is he just... <laughs> like... I think it's amazing that they both, they'll both have completely different motivations as well. I think, like, yeah. if it's Elliot, it'll just be a case of who's tracking me and mm. why. If it's Mr. Robot, he'll probably be more aware. He'll probably have an inkling and be like, no, I'm coming to show you a message, you know, to, to, to prove that I'm not afraid of you. I think what it does is like as as much as they're watching, as much as all that, it's like the fact that he traced the safe house and he's shown up here now to look is like Elliot's still crazy powerful. Like you know, he has yeah. near a computer. He he is winning. Like the, whatever's no, going it's, on. It's true. I think, and they made a point of showing us that last episode with the you know the the hacker Olympics. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think maybe this is Mister Robot just based on the 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 demeanor of you know the way he kind of strolls in, he kind of pushes his way in. It's not very Elliot, is it, to kind of just do that? He's very more subdued. Yeah, he's could, le- less confrontational. It could be Mister Robot, but then you'll switch to Elliot right before Dom has to talk to him, and it's could like, be. oh wait. I thought, was, I thought it was interesting you know, the way he takes down the hood as well, like when he's inside. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he takes down the right at the end. Yeah, I, I do wonder if that's maybe supposed to be symbolic because obviously Elliot always wears the hood, but Mister Robot doesn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's taking it down before. He has, but I mean, just in, this is like, you know, this is a big moment. This is, you know, the confrontation and he's taken it down. I mean, he wants to be face to face. He wants to be seen. And that feels very un-Elliot where he's always trying to hide. It's kind of the whole point of the hoodie is he tries to hide. Hmm. Yeah. uh, No, it's a great end to the episode. I think uh, we're two episodes in and I feel like they've both been top of the game, basically. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah, we're questioning the death of Joanna a little bit, but other than yeah, that... That that aside, which, you know, is is a, a lingering concern, but other than that, it's been It's excellent. not a concern. It is to me. It's not a concern. I, like, yeah, I mean, it's weird, it's a bit of a misstep, but like ultimately, if this, this, if this is the it's misstep just, it, of the show, like, this, this is what I complain sure, about when it's I... It's not that bad, if you look that way, but just when I look <laughs> at it as, a, as an overall, you know, as a show as a whole... I'm going, okay, but what was the point? If if it doesn't come back up and have a purpose, what was the point of all that stuff in season two with her building her up? It feels like maybe that was wasted time then. Oh, maybe and it I was, think... but that, that, that'd be more of a critique of season two than it would be well, this I mean, season. It's a, it's just as critique as the show as a whole, rather than this season specifically. Hmm. She was damn scary at the time, though. It wasn't she like was, yeah. it wasn't like the time was spent going, oh, what's the point of this just now? It's no, just but the... it'd be more like, you know, if I'm re-watching this in the future... And I'm looking at these when I'm getting to you know those Joanna scenes, and if if this doesn't come up and this is the end of this story, I'm I'll be there going, why am I watching this? What's what is this serving? I just think concern's a strong word. I, th- I think concern implies that you're worried that you know there'll be more problems down the line, and I, I don't think that's fair here. I think this is like this is this is the exception to the otherwise very confident show that seems to be nailing everything it, it wants to do. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it. That's my that's my final word. And I thought it was a great episode, though. Um, much like last episode, it, you know, it was all great, but then there was like one or two really standout scenes that really just kind of like, you know, okay, this was the this was the main event of the episode. Uh, yeah, definitely, Mister so. Mister Robot coming out of that therapy just and having that terrifying performance. That's a that's that's a big moment. I I, I think what I'd really compliment it, and I, you know, I was getting at this last week is. 
This new status quo, the reveal that he's working with Angela and Elliot doesn't know, and then this week the reveal with Darlene, and it's almost horror movie-esque, or the villain's here, it's not Elliot, it's him. You know, it's dangerous now. And then the scene with, with Krista when he comes out and he talks to her, I think I want to compliment the fact that that's two episodes in a row now where I'm not just enjoying what it's doing in terms of, oh, this is nice and tense, or it's nice and, you know, uh, you know suspenseful, or whatever, the drama's good, and it's working. But there's two episodes in a row where I've went, oh, this is a new idea. I really like this idea. Like, they're, they're playing yeah. with this. And, like, the idea that Mr. Robot's now in the therapy scene talking to the therapist, that is a completely new thing. It feels like they, they, they keep doing... They keep, they keep finding ways... Esmel keeps finding ways to build on the ideas he's already got. It, it's not like he just had one good idea and he's been milking it dry since. It keeps evolving. It keeps adding on to it. It keeps doing new things. Here's a question. So, you know, we mentioned how... Okay, now we've seen... Elliot as Mr. Robot, you know, without seeing Christian Slater there. Mm-hmm. Do we get him pretend to be Mr. Robot? Do we have him try and bluff his way that he is Mr. Robot to try and get some information I, I, I out of see, Angela or something? I can see it with a dark army later on. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe towards the end of the season I can see that. Uh, I also wonder, do we get the opposite? Do we get Mr. Robot pretending to be Elliot? Mm, I think that'd because, be interesting because so far he's not you know as soon as he's switched he's not made it he's made it obvious so he's not trying to hide that he, he's, he has he's, yeah he's changed uh, he has no interest in hiding it seemingly I mean you say that I think for the longest time in season one and and and, and season two he he was pretending to be Elliot because you know no one was reacting any differently it's only <laughs> since this split where well but he didn't he didn't have to though because people no, didn't see true. them as two people. Uh, before it was just Elliot, it's only now that we have the, the, the I say yeah. public, but the knowledge between all the other main characters that there's two separate personalities and they believe that, they know about it, that mm. now he could fill them because now they know they can be filled or there's something to fill them with. Okay, I'm with you, yeah. You know, like, like before it was like, and, and, and even then, like as we said, like they were working in conjunction at times, it was both of them at certain mm. points. They talked to each other. Uh, whereas now they're completely separate so now there is a case of like could he fill Darlene into thinking it's Elliot when it's actually Mr. Robot manipulating things I think as well like so we've seen Elliot can you know, let Mr. Robot come out at will can he force his way back in can he like force like that, that to El- can Elliot take control of a, of a situation can he be like no I'm coming back out now I feel like that's something that he will probably have to try at some point whether he succeeds or not it will be another question yeah, uh, but then again, like from everything we know about him, he's not really aware. He, he, you know, it's like he just woke up again when he no, came it's, back. No, it's true. It's true. So, I, I think there'll have to be some developments in it. And it's already changed the fact that they're separate now. And I it, mean, it, it played a little bit with the you know the the lucid dreaming thing last week, uh, last year. You know, the the mind awake, body asleep. So mm. he could kind of watch what was going on, and, uh, and and that was a point where he was like, "No, I'm going to sleep, and I'm I'm going to be aware." So. Could we get an extension of that, perhaps? No, we could. Yeah, yeah. He followed the footsteps last season because of that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they could do that. Uh, I, I, just again, I feel like it'll have to evolve before that happens, though, because as it is right now, it yeah, seems we're, like we're not there yet. Yeah, as it is right now, he seems to just be completely gone uh, and unaware that he's not in control. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, no, uh, no, that's episode two, <laughs> season three of Mr. Robot. Uh, exciting stuff. Uh, like I say, a lot of horror vibes. I think. We talked about how the different seasons have different feelings to them. I think season three, there's a lot more of a horror element to Mr. Robot. And 
there is. It's playing up the suspense in a different way than before. Like it's 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 playing up the threat. Yes, uh, very very good. So. Of course, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Keep everything going. Keep more reviews coming. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV. We'll see you next time. Have you got any vanilla?